chapter 28, page Memdalet 44. This is the seventh discourse in Hamshech Hayim volume 1. And the Rebbe Rashab is winding down here. This is the last chapter in a long analysis of Esses Firis Agnusis. That was around 10 chapters long. That started in chapter 18. So I'm just putting things into context because this is such a uh, mountain that you want to break it into pieces, so to speak. So the truth is the whole theme right now is a discussion of and dissecting the anatomy of existence. So if like someone were to say, how do you define existence? You know, it's an interesting question. So if you ask a scientist, a scientist would say, well, there's observable reality, which we experience with the five senses, what we see with our eyes, our ears, taste, touch, and smell. But we all know that that's just the surface, like the tip of the iceberg. This is even without a scientist. A regular person knows, let's say a child. You see children, right, when they take something, they break it apart, they want to know what it looks, what it makes. That's what we human beings, we're curious. We want to know what makes things work. Uh, so you take it apart, and you realize there's a machinery behind it. So let's say a clock. It tells time. But you open up a clock, you see, it's uh, today digital. But let's say a clock, you know, the way the original ones, with springs and wheels, and they turn, and there's a whole coordination. It's an, it's, a, it's an engineering. So everything has an inner engineering. Everyone understands that. The question is, how deep does it go? You know, how much can you break it down? So you break it the next level. So scientists, science has already discovered that there are forces at work. And forces are already invisible. Wheels and gears and springs are observable. But they're forces. Besides the fact, let's be honest, a wheel itself is also a force. What is a wheel? A wheel is a round thing, so it turns, so it can carry something. Wheel, they say, the wheel is probably the greatest invention of all. The the wheel. When humans discovered the wheel. Because it created the ability of motion and movement and travel and so on. So, but you keep on going deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole, as they say. So next thing today, a scientist would say, beyond the physical, everything is made up of elements. Once upon, they used to say, four elements, fire, wind, fire, uh, water, and, uh, and earth. Earth, wind, and fire, as they put it. But uh, today we know there are elements. There are many more elements. There's hydrogen, there's oxygen. Elements are made out of molecules. Molecules are made out of atoms. Atoms are made out of subatomic particles. Today, no subatomic particles are made out of sub-subatomic particles. It's as far as they've gone. But it's obvious that there's more. How far we'll go, we may never know. This is purely physical. When I say subatomic particles, no one's ever seen them. But it's still physical reality, meaning it's observable through its, through extrapolation, through its impact. But how would... And how does the Rebbe Rashab dissect existence? Really based on Kabbalah, is that everything is Eris and Kalim. Existence is defined by Eris and Kalim. An energy within a container. Nothing in existence does not have an energy, and nothing does not have a container. Container is its identity, and energy is its muhus. What is it? What gives it its personality? What, um, what force is there within it? So even a stone... 
what science calls molecules and, and, and subatomic thing, we would all call that energy, plus, of course, spiritual energy. That's where it goes further. Science will stop with, with saying that it's energy. But someone will say, what gives the atom power, the, sub, the subatomic particle, power to make an atom that will turn into, combining atoms will turn into certain molecular structures, which in turn will turn into what we see as wood, or, or water, or, or, uh, or other uh, re- uh, phenomena. So they don't have an answer to that. Science says we can't go there. That's metaphysics. We can go physics. Metaphysics is already, you know, the classic Chalam story, where the guy comes out of the Shtatli and never saw, everything was, every vehicle was always a horse. A horse pulled a wagon. He comes back to town and, he, and they say to him, he says, I saw something, a miracle. They say, I saw a wagon and there was no horse pulling it and it was moving. They say, how was it moving? He says, there was a weather wagon behind it pushing it. And, who, and what about the second wagon? So he says, the third wagon was pushing that. And what, you know, after all the wagons, he says, who pushed the last one? He says, I forgot to ask that. You know, that's a technicality. It's like saying, like they used to say, the earth is on top of the back of a, of, of, a, of a turtle, and the turtle stands on an elephant, the elephant's on top of a tiger, and the tiger's on another elephant, you know. And who's, and, uh, yeah. and who's the bottom? We forgot to ask. So the question of yesh ma'ayin is not like, good, let's say a ball of gas turned into a force and turned into a, a, a galaxies and then turned into solar systems and an earth and a sun. But the gas, the one little piece of gas, where'd that come from? So, Chassidus, of course, goes the step further, that with just like there's so-called physical energy, there's spiritual energy. And just like an architect or an artist invests his energy, and if you see a piece of art, you don't just say it has made out of atoms and made out of subatomic particles. You say there was an artist who put it there and conceived of it. So we go a step further. Beneath the subatomic particles lies spiritual energy. I say beneath, I mean within. Within. But what, how do you define that? The structure is Adis and Kalim. And this is the whole, this is going to be like maybe close to 70, 80 pages, all about dissecting Adis and Kalim. But Zebra Shab does it. He goes to the source. Adis and Kalim are there in the root. And Atsilis is the quintessential reality. If you want to say, what does a world look like the way God wanted it to be? Exactly, that would be the world of Atsilis. It's the perfect world. It's a world, but it's perfect. It's exactly aligned. Every think you want to know, what does love look like? So if you go before the Atzilas, you don't have a structure yet. Ak, Akudim, the Kalim have not yet developed. You could say it's like a child being developed, but it's not a mature structure. Tell you, it has its imbalances. You go lifting Atzim Tum, as we've learned, it's all, in the, it's all in the mind and the vision of the artist. It's not, it's not a piece of art yet. It's not, there's nothing to look at. Atzilas, you go to Asiya, Gashmis, Chumris, we know what it looks like. We don't need anyone to tell us. If you want to know what it looks like in God's mind, what would the world look like in a, in a perfect setting, it would be Atzilus. There, chesed, perfect balance, enough love, there's a scholarless interconnectivity with Gvura. So if you want to, let's say, align yourself with where am I in my life? My, how do I love? How do I experience Gvura? Awe, fear, whatever the word you use. Compassion. My chokhmah, bin adas, you'd want to align yourself and say, okay, what is it, Natsilis, and where do I stand? It's like, think of it like having a perfect circle, right? And then you made, you made a circle, you take your circle and put it on the perfect circle, and you could see where there's inadequacies. Essentially, that's when we say that the Hirot You know, Halavai was a lotion there, that, uh, that a person should be always, uh, um, 
at the beginning of the Maimah Chazal. Moshe Yegiyu, your person should always say, Moshe Yegiyu, we know you can't be like Avram Yitzhak Yankov. There are different Nishamas, different levels and so on. Yet we learn about them and we teach about them because they're the model, what we call the archetype. If you want to have a model of Chesed on earth, it's Avram Avinu. So that's why it says in Sefer Abay that when Avram Avinu came into the world, it said, Chesed, that Silas said, it doesn't need, you don't need me anymore. You have, you have chesed in the body. It's called Avram Avinu. Every character, every personality in the Torah is a quintessential, is an archetype. And the whole picture of Eris and Kalim as we know it is actually the characters in the Torah. The personalities in the Torah and the events is the map. But, but they also manifest in real life, in real time, which is meaning, you know, they actually lived. This is what they lived like. But they are embodiment. Meshra Beinu, Torah, Chochmeh. You know, each one, David HaMelech, Malchus. I mean, obviously, this is it's more complicated because they, some of them have different levels. I'm giving a general example. But Avram, Yitzhak Yankov, is Chesed, Gvurah, Teferis. And everything about them captures that. Pachet Yitzchok, etc., etc. So with that being said, Shatzilis is the structure. And that's the whole discussion here. Just a small overview. In order to understand this, why does he want to understand the structure of the Rebbe Hashab? Because he wants to understand how the structure connects beyond structure. That's where the whole Hamshel begins, Keser. Keser is the rotsen of the artist that he wants to have this art. He wants to have this world. That's the connection, how Atzmus, who's completely separate of, everything, of anything, doesn't need anything, chose and desire, to desire existence. However you want to put it. So to understand how we connected Keser, structure, to beyond structure, to the, to the, to the source... How we get back, you need to understand the structure. Because remember, if the structure is not understood, you're not just jumping into Kesset to connect it beyond the structure. You have to know how the structure gets there. That's why it's so vital. So essentially, you could say Eris and Kalim are not just the way God created existence. Everything has an energy in a container. It's also how the container gets back to the energy that will get back to the source. Because the container is the identity. The energy is transcendent. The energy, Eris, is reflects the divine, the source. Kali reflects the source's interest in having an existence. Existence connects to the transcendent air that's within existence. That's air primi. That will slowly allow it to connect to air makif beyond itself, which ultimately allows it to connect to the source itself. That, and you could say, in, in a nutshell, is the the picture. But it's much more complicated when you get to the details, and obviously much more complicated when you try to implement it. It's all nice on paper. So we've been discussing at length this whole Eris and Kalim, which he's going to go back to, but to understand that he went out to the root of Eris and Kalim in Lifni Simpson. What does it look like in the vision of the creator, in the composer or the artist? So here we have, here we, he established that there's Sher Sheha Eris and there's Sher Sheha Kalim. Whatever happens in Atzillus has to happen in so-called the mind of God. But there it's only in the vision of God. That's Lifni Simpson. So there's nothing but God's vision at that point. You could say, You could say, Simpson is God's vision. But a vision is a vision. A vision is completely bottled and completely one with the one that has the vision. There's nothing to talk to. There's nothing, even a human being's vision. So Atzillus is something more tangible than just a vision. Absolutely. Atzillus is the vision in, 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 in manifest. There's something there. What the something is, 
is that there is an identity, there is a reality. The question is how to define that. It's a good question, but it's not. The, tr- the truth is, in, in when you speak about Pratis, you could say that Atsilis is the vision compared to Asiya. But it's compared to the, the source itself. That's another discussion which I would like to have, but not right now, because that really comes down to... Because remember, the interesting thing is that Enesef Lifnat Simpson is Atsilis the close. So in a way... Whatever you say about Atsilis after the Tzimtzum, there's a Me'enza of Atsilis before the Tzimtzum. I would say, the way I would describe it is like this. Physical reality, we know what that is. Atsilis is necessary, Atsilis outside of after the Tzimtzum, because you have no way back. If you jump from Asiya straight to Lifniat Tzimtzum, you're going straight into the vision of the... First you have to see, in other words, first you have to see the vision in the painting before you can get to the vision inside the artist that made the painting. If you know what I'm saying. So you have the painting... You have the vision within the painting. He said this last chapter, basically, the last two chapters. I'll, 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 get, I'll go that, but I'll review that in a moment. And then you have, but the, what is the artist like? Hashem, God wants us not just to have a relationship with Elikim, Hateva, how he manifests in nature. That already is God's fine. If you could have a relationship with God, exactly the Kayech Eliki, Kayech Apel Benifel, the energy within all of existence, we'd already it'd be a pretty good world. But he wants us to have a relationship even with how he is higher than Sviris. And he wants to have a relationship with him himself. Hashem Echod. Who? That's why the Arthur Rebbe said, So, the bottom line is that he wants a relationship with the artist itself, not just with the painting he created. Because there are Mekubalim, there are Kabbalists that explain, you know what, our relationship ultimately is with a manifestation of, of, of the Divine, but not with the Etzim. This is with the words, you know, in the Chesamachvov, he brings about Keser. Those that say Keser is ain't safe. Why? Because we can't have a relationship with Atmos. It's beyond our existence. No person can see God and live, as, as Moshe was told. But Chesidus doesn't go with that. Chesidus says, no, the Achdus is all the way. Obviously, we need Tatum. It's just, look, in Pedekram and Vov and Tanya, he makes it very clear that if the Gilead of the Kus was revealed, God, the vine was revealed, no person could contain it. So God gave us Tatum. Ain Eiz Ale Tatum. Tatum gives us the Kalim, the power. To be able to contain Elokus. Anyway, bottom line is like this. So Atzilus, I would say, is the vision within the painting, which contains with it elements of the vision beyond. That's why the whole this whole discussion here whether Atzilus is Gileahelim or Yeshma'ayin. If it's Yeshma'ayin, is the element of creation that we have, we have an identity. That's like a new thing, an independent reality. But Atsilis has Ur, and the Eris of Atsilis, that's the Kalim of Atsilis. The Eris of Atsilis have transcendence. They have a similarity with, with, with the Divine, with the Source. Yet, as we're saying, there's two levels in this Ur. There's the Shersha Eris, that's Esa Spheres, the hidden spheres. They are essentially the Eir Hagvul. He makes it clear, he's not going to the, according to the opinion that it's only that the ten hidden spheres are not just the root of the are not the root of the kalim; they're the root of the energy, and and that itself um, has also a root. This is what he discussed in the last few chapters. So he gave two examples of how this, how the from the hidden spheres within the vision of the source becomes actual spheres within Atzilus, within the vision of the painting. Let's put it that way, of the structure. So that, so two examples. One was a letter from a word, Baruch. So the letter only gives you one letter of an entire word. You don't have you know, the word. But it's the same letter. Bez of Baruch that you teach a child contains within it, it's, a, it's very diminished, but the person who sees the word 
sees, understands the full meaning of it. The second example he gave was a, the details of a concept. So the teacher has the whole picture. The student is only getting one detail at a time. Even this, in those details lies the entire picture, but you see it only in a very diminished way. The teacher sees the whole picture. Even when the student gets all the details and finishes, let's say, learning Ayin Beis, it's not the way the Rebbe Rashab would learn Ayin Beis. Because he has it in a much more abstract, more refined state. So this example was that each, this example is the Esosphere Sagnusis, the hidden spheres is the whole concept. All the spheres with the entire Kavana, the purpose why God wants spheres, why he wants Atsilas. When the spheres actually come out, you only get one piece of it. You could already tell in that piece some of the bigger picture. When you get all the spheres in Atsilas, you could tell the whole picture. But it's still not the same way as it is in the vision of the of the source. So basically, it would be the, the equivalent of what we said before about the unconscious state of the artist. How does he relate to his conscious vision of the piece of art that he's creating right now? That would be the equivalent of Lifnet Simpson and Atsilas. Conscious vision would be Atsilas? Yeah. The conscious of a particular image, ten spheres, not spheres and cats. But the same artist could have made a, a million different type of pictures and images. We talk about a god, it could have been its infinite amount of combinations. So the last chapter is where he brought the moshal and the nimshal goes like this. That, that, that the Eir al Kolona, that was the Chiddush and Shayyachid Vamuna. That when you put together the letters into a word, Not only do you have the meaning of the word, you also have another additional higher intelligence. The intelligence of combining it particularly in this formulation, in this configuration. Like you said, you could say Odin, you could also say Melacha Kol Why do you say Odin Kol So he said, like Tresvus, Rosh and Ran, they all can say the same idea in different words. So there's an, there's an additional intelligence that's beyond the sum of the parts of the, of the art. So when you look at a piece of art, I will talk about how Asiya looks at Atsilas. The best you're going to figure out, initially, we're talking about the initial stages, is the vision of the artist within the painting. But what about what the artist is like beyond the painting, beyond these ten spheres? So the ten hidden spheres know that too. Because they're all part, they're all inside the mind, they, that's the artist is at work there, not the structure. So they know that too, that's what he said. That that, that Eiragvul, the shadish of the ten spheres in the hidden spheres is an extension of and a part of the Eir HaBligvul. And he gives the example with the tzitzis. It's min konof, but not the konof atzme. Meaning, tzitzis has to be a separate piece, but it's attached, and it's the same material as the material from which the beged is, from the talus itself. Talus is makif. It's a beautiful uh, uh, example. Talus is Bligvul, which is the source of Sev of Kalaman. The Tzitzah is the Lamad Bey's Chutim, Nats, is the 32 paths of Chochmah, and Sivis Chochmah, Pnimi. The Pnimi comes from the Makif. It comes from the same material, but it's not the same piece. It's not the same thing. Kalim, on the other hand, as he said, is not even that. Kalim are just pure letters themselves. They don't have any energy, energy, energy in them. So letters, if you dissect basically a word, there's a letter. The letters add up together to a word. That's the vision of the ten spheres. And then, 
there's another, another energy, the intelligence of combining these letters. And that is the Ira al-Kulana. And Esosphere Sagnuzes, the hidden spheres have all that. And that's why you need two Tzimtzumim. Two Tzimtzumim. One Tzimtzum, this is last chapter, I'm reviewing chapter 27. One Tzimtzum is to hide and conceal and completely uh, conceal, like he says, Siluk, it's a complete removal of the Eir Habligvul. All, in other words, the artist, all his possibilities are beyond the ten spheres. There should be spheres of saying cats. Unlimited spheres, that has to be concealed. Because that's revealed, you're never going to get into a structure of ten. That's one symptom. So that's completely good. Eir Habligvul is concealed from the Eir Habligvul. And then the Eir HaGvul has to go through a symptom that it shouldn't be how they're all combined together in a word where you have, they're all together as, and, and what radiates is the power of the word, the synergy of the word. So you need a second symptom that the letter Bayes should emerge, that the sphere of Chochmah should emerge. The interesting thing is, this does go back to the first Moshul, not the second Moshul. Because the whole thing with synergy of letters and combining Sorry, into words is the first example. That's Moshul that you give the word comes no, the letter comes... Well, everything comes first from the source, you mean from the teacher? Because you said the second symptom is basically... Second symptom is that the letter should come out of the word. Yeah. So the word came... Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you go in a mile of the Yeah, from the top down. Yeah, from the top down, everything starts... Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. Lifting out symptom, all the words are intact. Everything, you, you, the whole picture is there. The symptom creates that you only see a base, a reish, a vov, a chov. That's how he explains it. Exactly. A sea of letters and a sea of words and a sea of ideas that are even more than the words. It's like two, two, it's like two, two stages. One, th- think exactly like this, like an artist. Before he makes a painting, he can make a thousand paintings. He can make a million paintings. It's three the same catch. The artist being God here, he says clearly, it's three the same catch. But then there's at the level of Aleish HaRatzen, as he calls it. He wills and desires ten spheres now. Shir Atzmi B'Kayach. He envisions ten spheres. This he calls the level of Malchus Avein Seif. It's the level of Atik of Adam Kadmin. It's the level of Milchines Achreina Avein Seif. All these, this last chapter, he gave all the names for it. It's Malchus, it's the last of the Esospheres Agnosis. And he explains why it's called Achreina. Why could, how could you call the last? There's no levels there. Before the symptom, there's no top and bottom. So he says last as being the, the, the final stage in the, in the artist, in the vision, before he's actually going to manifest. Then comes the symptom, and the symptom has two functions, as I said. One, it conceals the bligvul, the unlimited powers. Look, let's put it this way. If the divine bligvul would, let, let's for argument's sake say only the second symptom took place. We're able to get a base out of the Baruch. But the Bligvul is radiating big time. The problem would be existence would not have Layush Besu. There would not be the parameters of existence as we know it would constantly be open to change. Because Bligvul is radiating somewhere. Because it could always be a different way. Why do we say when we say the Abraham says, Koshi Kikriyas Yamsuf? It was difficult for him to part the sea. The sea and land is equal to him. He created both of them, he created all the rules. And yet, when he parted the sea, he did it with a whole seder, with a wind. Why? Because the parameters of existence need to be very defined and, and defined. And you know that Shabbos always comes in this time. And, he's in a gay, and, and it's a gay, also a talach. I'm not just talking about the structure of existence is airtight. 
It's loyush beisu. It does not change. So if the bleak vul was radiating inside the gvul, if it had symptom, in a way, right now the gvul would never the the, the the structure of ten spheres would never really be able to be uh, solid. It would always be so-called be haunted by the fact that it could always be a different way. It would be like an artist who made a painting, but he's always changing his mind because it could have been a different painting. But base could stay a base in such a situation? And I just said hypothetically. Yeah, base could become a gimel. Yeah, exactly. It could become something. I'm giving an hypo... I, I don't want to say if the second symptom could kaviochal be without the first symptom. I'm just giving a theoretical. No, of course it, it can't really be. Yeah, yeah. But you could have the first symptom without the second one. But the, but the second can't really be without the first. You're absolutely right. I'm just giving like a, a, an example of what would be if the first symptom didn't exist. It wouldn't, you're right, it wouldn't be because it couldn't really have a base. It would be, yeah. But hypothetically, you know, it would be, uh, if you have the first symptom and not the second, what you have is the ten hidden spheres. So you have a vision of an artist, but you have a, a, the, what radiates is the power of the word or the power of the idea. And you can't teach a child. A child needs to know base. I can't, you can't begin by teaching a child first bracha. First, I need to know base. Reish, vov, chof. Then I can come to bracha. And the artist wanted the child. Yeah, yeah. The artist wants the child, and he wants us to grow. That we should be able to do it on our terms, you know, and contain it and in- integrate it. It has to be integrated. Everything, everything is er pnimi. He wants er pnimi. That's the kavanah. If it's er makif, again, you lose the whole. He can remain living at Simpson too. I mean, yeah. Look, the challenge, what you said is very, what you brought up is an extremely important point. I was thinking about it. Now, ultimately, to explain the difference between Atsilus Pratis and Atsilus Klolis. But I, I, I think Atsilus Klolis Pratis is definitely the vision within a real painting. There's, a, there's definitely an existence. Once there's a symptom, there's existence. Atsilus before is, is, is completely in the mind of, of, so of God. Because the beauty of it is that it's all—it's like a hologram. It's like Elam Cotton Adam. Everything is everything. The same thing that works so-called after the symptom, Bedakus works within the mind. In other words, it's not like within the mind of God, everything jumps quickly and then what comes out of it, then it's a structure. The structure begins living. Everything after the symptom exists. Bedakus living at symptom, not in a physical way, but that's what makes us. That's what allows us to connect to Atmos. Because if it didn't exist before the symptom, if let's say you have the whole, uh, there was no nothing before the symptom, only a symptom, and then you can only reach the, to, to the symptom, and you couldn't go further. We have nothing to identify with. Shmei or Aladargus and Shmei. Remember, Shmei is just another name for Eir B'Dar It's really Eir. Why do you need Eir and Sof? In Samach Vov, he, he asked, he answers three questions in Anechi Samach Zayin. Why do you need Eir and Sof? Why couldn't Atzmos just create existence? He gives three reasons, and one of them is this: what I just said. Aid is the inter. Everything is interfaces. Remember, some I am based all interfaces. It's all interface between one level and the next. The ultimate interface between us and Elokus itself, the way it's in the Etzem, is lifting out Simpson. There's no way around that. That's why there's ten hidden spheres. If you, if you, you know, you, got, you could say God just created spheres outside of outside of after the Simpson, and that's why it. Why didn't you just say he had a vision in his mind of, uh, for a certain image art, and then he? Drew that art. That's the Siyah. That's the Elam So all those levels in between are not really there. So how how we the student can ever retrace yeah, the steps? How do you get back? You're not. You're saying why you need. You can't to get back. But in the mushal, the art is the Siyah, right? So all you're saying, you're saying. No, the art. No, the art is the vision of the art is Atzilus. Bria is the. Fo- the, picture, the, the pic
every creation, human creation, needs four steps. And this is, it's fascinating because those are the four worlds. You always begin with a vision. I'm talking about a normal project. You have a vision, you have an idea. The vision then you create an outline that's called Chaymer without Surah, that's Briya. You create an outline, even on paper. You write, you know, general headlines before you break it out. Or, you see, when they build a construction, you build a skeleton, a foundation, a skeleton. Then comes, you see the tzuda, you start giving it shape and form, so you flesh out the, the outline. And then comes asiya, is the final product. So, if you jump, if, so, so if you want to really connect to, this, to the source, you have to connect to all four levels. But you really can't connect to the top one without going through the bottom ones. Actually, Pshat Adem is the Rush Sad of Tera is traveling through the four worlds. When you learn Pshat in, in, in Chumish, you're learning Asiya. This is what happened. You're learning Drush Ram is there's two opinions, which one's Bri, which one's Yitzira, but whatever. You're learning the deeper, like, you know, what's the, the metaphor for it. When you're learning at uh, Said, you're learning that Silas, the vision of it. It's actually, it applies beautifully. So take, let's, we just mentioned tzitzis. Hilchus tzitzis. Hilchus tzitzis, you learn, you have an atalus, a beged, you need, you need uh, the tzitzis, what they're made out of, the chutim, how you, how you make it. That's, that's pshat. Hilchus tzitzis. You go to Medrash and Gemara, you learn the reasons behind it, lamantiskuru, uh, the different Ramazim and Sefer Achinuch and other places. You learn Chsidis. Chsidis says Tzitzis is Pnimi. This Beged is Makif. The Makif and Pnimi have to come together. That itself is the Kavana. So there you go, learning Tzitzis in four worlds. You're learning the, the, the ultimate, you're learning the vision. Why did God make a Tzitzis? Good, everything is a Gzeri Gazati, but there's a reason. It reflects the structure. So it's like what we talked about ideas. Remember with the Ragatshava, you can strip ideas from their thing and then it becomes a concept. And then you start saying, you know what, Sitz and, and, and Talis reminds me of something in Sukkot. Sukkot is a makif, and the Dal Minim is a Pnimi. You start finding parallels. My point that I'm trying to make is that, that God, uh, God wants our relationship with the source, not just with what He created. And the, the, and, and, and there's no, and the way He cre- structured it is such that it can be. This is the way you do it. This is how we. Re- this is how it's created, and this is how we retrace the steps. Even the idea of istakal baraisa bara alma, kach barnish barnash is is uh, what's the lashon? Also baraisa v'kayim alma. That's the lashon. The fact that he put it into a blueprint means he put into a way that we can re- retrace it, we can understand it, and we can reconnect and do what he wants us to do. Mahuracham afa. And the connection goes all the way. Once you reach Atzillus, now the connection is how you're going to connect to the vision of the Ibishta himself. So the truth is that whole Kamachlikas with the Kabbalim and the Mbali Nigla, what he brings in Sherish Mitzvah Satfila. The Animus Paolo Daza Hatinuk. With the Rivash. They say all the Kabbalim, the Machavan, in the different Tfilas, the Machavan to Shem Kale and Shem Elikim and Shem Adnai and Shem Avaya and Alamaisis. Animus Paolo Daza Hatinuk. I don't need all these Shemes. The answer is we need the shamans, not because the shamans are shamans, they're garazim biyad achesif, they're just instruments of the artist. But you jump straight, so yes, we all must straight to the source, 
But if you want a relationship that's integrated and premiers, there's only one way to do it. Your chesed, to connect to the Ebershter's chesed, you can't just jump. You need to connect to a particular. So the shame is just the name of the Ebershter. It's how, the, how you relate to God in a particular fashion. That when you bench, you bench him for the food you ate. And when you may eat an apple, you say, And when you eat bread, it's lechem in aretz. And then when you drink water, why not just make one big bracha? God gave me all this. Because he wants it in, as I said, primi. The kavanas that should be within the structure should recognize the essence. So you need two things going on. You need something that is speaks to the structure, that's defined by the structure. That's the spheris. And you need something that speaks and tells you it's not just a structure. There's a, a unifying force behind it all. Now, it's important to remember that there's one thing he hinted to, which I think is, is unbelievable. You could always ask the question, why did God make the world this way and not another way? The fact that he created a world that is, works up his seichel, the way we understand seichel, you have to say that itself has atzmizdika power. Because it, it's not random. There's a reason that he did it this way. Not that there's a reason. God, I should qualify that because there's no reason. But it means in some way this world, for some reason, like he said before, that the kavonos ha-maitzel in atzilus is we know for sure that there should be er pnimi. Because that's how he created the existence. He created it with intelligence. He created us for us to be intelligence. So you have to say that the kavana that things are integrated, like dirbetachtenim, is not a small matter. It's mushris, all the way in the etzem, the existence as we know it. And this is going to be the hardest thing to ever understand. How, why does an existence that's structured like ours reflect the etzem, when the etzem is so beyond any structure? Now the real answer is that he's beyond structure, but he's also beyond, beyond structure. So there's no question like that. To say that, that he should have created no structure, why, why is no structure more, more defined, like, like the Avedis HaKedosh says, So either way, you have a situation where we're never going to have an answer to that. The only thing we can say is like what says Chassidus. We know what he wants. Why he wants it, we don't know. We know that he wants it. Why? We'll never know, because why doesn't exist. Why is part of God created. But, but the why too, the answer... Seichel is also part of what he created. So the bottom line is that it's a combination of Seichel and Kabbalah Seichel. It's a combination of understanding the structure and also going beyond it. That's what later he's going to say, that Masev of Kalam and Bli Gvul teaches us Bittl, that we don't get it. Gvul teaches us that we do get it. So tell me, do we get it or don't we get it? The answer is, it's both. We get that we don't get it. And even when we don't get it, we also get it. How do you like that? And there's nothing wrong with that. Who says that paradox is a problem? You know? I was just reading Richard Feynman in physics, quantum mechanics. He says, quantum mechanics, the more you learn it, I can tell you, nobody understands quantum mechanics. And he's one of the greatest physicists. And he developed theories. But I find it fascinating because the, the, the ones that really develop the best theory are the ones that say, I don't get it. So how do you do both? So that's what Jews are about. This paradox is not a problem for us, right? We get it and we don't get it at the same time. There's nothing wrong with saying that. I understand it. Because you see, insecure people or people who are arrogant think that if I don't get it completely, something's missing. There's nothing wrong with them saying I can get it and I don't get it completely. So what? If you're secure with that and that's part of the connection and that's it. You have to say God is also that way, by the way. You say, right? That an attic, that he himself doesn't know. What does that mean? Because it's beyond knowledge. So actually, when you want to really connect with Atmos, Atayvin, Shtakin Kasha, 
there's no question is when you really don't get it you're really connecting most to, to the, the essence itself so next time you feel like you don't get something say you know what at least I'm like God in this situation also, he doesn't also get he doesn't know why you had this type because there's no why there <laughs> it's higher than why not below, it's not beneath why it's higher than the why okay so that's chapter 27 let's go to 28 let's learn inside you know, as many overviews as you do, it's always useful, I guess. Because, you know, I'm also speaking... No, it's speaking to myself, too. There's one thing that, by the way, that I didn't get clear in the last chapter, which I'm still struggling with, which maybe you can weigh in on or look into it. In, in the beginning, the first half of the chapter, he makes it very clear that the Eid HaMamal is kolol in Eid HaSevev. It's encompassed, but it's not rooted in Eid HaSevev. He says that very clear. That's what it says in Samarvov. So he clearly says there's two ways to interpret Mamala and Sevev. One is that it comes from it. And one that it is encompassed in it. And later in the Perik, maybe that's the answer. He makes it clear that the Eden Seifa Bligvul, let's put in the, use the example of the artist, that the artist's infinite comp, uh, capacity decided at some point to envision ten spheres. That means Eid HaBligvul envisioned Eid HaGvul. Which means clearly that the Eid HaGvul is a part of the Eid HaBligvul. Which is like the first interpretation. But he says, It's not exactly like that. It's only kolo. So it's, I don't know, it's, I can't say it's a contradiction. It's like two, two it's suggesting that the Eir HaGvul is rooted really in a place that's even higher than the Eir HaBligvul. Like, you know, in Atzmus, there's both powers. Or, no, that the Eir HaBligvul is the one that actually defines itself into Eir HaGvul. Which, each one has a mile over the other. If you say that the Eiragvul is, so to speak, has its own root, and only traveling through the Eiragvul, remember, either way, they're all mixed in one in the vision. Then the Eiragvul has more, so-called, more substance. If you say the Eiragvul is part of the Eiragvul, you have to say there's more power to the Bligvul, in the transcendence. So both, are, it's almost like the two opinions, whether Eiragvul or Pshutim, whether they have shape or, they, or they're, they're, they're formless. At the end of the day, we say they're both. But I'm, I'm just pointing it out because later in the, in the Pedic he definitely says clearly. If you look here, he says a lashon like this. Oh, here we go. Yeshlem is the Pchinus Esesvis, the show in his Kalos Pchinus Mamalkam Shabbat, so some has a Pchinus Esesvis, here we go. The Indian his Kalos has Ace, whom Masha Eden Sofa Bligvul, Shir Batme Hamshaka Shabbat Pchinus Gvul. See that line? 
It's like 10 lines from the top on page 44. I think he, he may be being metavich, maybe. Maybe he's reconciling between the two. Because he says, Eskaldus hazes, meaning how they're all one in the vision of the artist, of the source. Eskaldus is what, is, is the meaning of that is that the bleakvul, the, the bleakvul energy, shirbatzmei, imagined or envisioned Amshacha, a vision of, of Gvul. In other words, the Bligvul, uh, vision, the Bligvul power of the artist con- uh, capacity envisions a Gvul thing. It's kind of which it needs more ear. Let's put it this way. Yeah, it looks a little more like the first, but he calls it the scholars. I'm just pointing it out. It's something with Yeshlaayim Bizeh. It may, you know, also he has a lot of things at the end that he said to look. It's the only place I saw. He says, "Look later, and Misham Yuvan Khan. Look three lines from the bottom of the. So we have to really look there to understand it. Probably I'll look at it later. Okay, fine. So chapter Chavches, twenty-eight, bottom of page forty-four. So we talk two simtsumim. Okay, one simtsum is the bligvul is concealed, and the second is that the erhagvul doesn't have the whole intensity of all ten. As combined in one, you only have one emerging, one at a time, individual spheres. In other words, Esa Sphere Sagnus is besides having the higher synergy that's more than the synergy of the sum of the parts of the word, also has the synergy of the word. And that also is too much. So it needs that concealment as well. Which of course we're going to come to is that these two concealments, one is Siluk and one is Helam. One is Miut rather. Now, the Tzimtzum that was Actually, it's pretty cool that the hine. It was the hine, and now that's really the meaning for hine, not behold. <laughs> hine, and now hatzimtzum sheberin sof, the tzimtzum, the concealment that was in the infinite light, infinite energy. This is tzimtzum number one. That the concealment should be that the infinite, the infinity of that of that energy should be concealed. And should only remain the hashara. In other words, let's go back to the artist. The artist, the minute, the second before he conceives of a particular piece of art, particular image, so he has infinite amount of possibilities. The, tim, the first symptom is that those infinite possibilities are put aside, and now we're going to focus hashara. I'm not only imagining this. I mean, say even even with ourselves, you ever sometimes concentrate on something and you get distracted, and right away something else, and you say, no, I got to focus now on this. It's focus. Hashoda really is focus. A focus on a particular image, which is going to be Esosphiris. I always come back to this, but is this Afiseichel, or is this like, because is this from the Yitzchayim that just says, you know, Batinam Tzimtzum, and he's saying, he's saying, he's saying exactly what happened in Tzimtzum. Look, remember, I told you, we only know this because it says it in the Sfarim. But there's a Seichel to it, because another, in other words, if we, if, is this way, this statement is based on Yitzchayim, or it's based on, on, on the Seichel part of it? Both. We talked about both. The answer is like this. The answer is like this. One second, one second. It clearly says in Chassidus that 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 Let let's let me just an example. It means the Ramak and the Ramak was uh, one of the greatest Mukabalim in history. No question. He's brought in Chassidus. Even after that Rizal, the Ramak is still brought. That means. Uh, you know, but lo yadaminat What does that mean? That the gili of tzimtzum, even though it's merumiz and zayar, 
And the idea was always there. Those that knew, knew. Meshach Rabbeinu knew there was a simsum, I'm sure. You know? I don't just mean from experience. They knew that this thing. They were so Say that simsum. It's a Kabbalah. Kabbalah. What did Meshach learn? He also learned. Meshach He must have learned Chassidus. Not necessarily the language, this language, but the ideas. My point that I'm making here is that there's definitely God is revealing to us. It's a Yisod in Yiddishkeit that God revealed to us things. If He didn't give us Tera, we wouldn't know, we could no way you could retrace the steps. That's for argument's sake. Say, Lifnei Matan Tera, Avram, as what Chassidus says, they reached Shedish and Ivraim. They reached the maximum that a Seichel can reach on its own. You know the story, who is it with, with the. With uh, Yankov Motel, but who is it? The story: the Alter Zebra Shab was struggling with Imre Bina. So he uh, sent a message to one. Of, he was a chaver with the Zebra Shab when they were children, when they were bochim. So he sent a message to I forgot who it was Yankov Motel. How does he understand this and this Pesach in Imre Bina? You know, we know the Alter Zebra Shab says he lost his hair from from us. I just found the heart from Kop. Imre Bina. Yeah, me too, but not from Imre Bina. <laughs> Um, the truth is, from them came out of the heart. Imre Bina is even beyond, you know, to fill the heart is found. Yeah. Um, so so he sent a message. He didn't get a response. How does he learn Pshat? Later, one of the Chassidim was traveling. He said, Tell him I'm waiting to hear Pshat from him. So he told the Chassid, The devil figured out without me. So the Rebbe Rashab said, "Ein Chanami, Abichigvod Vizn Vimidegetos Mitzeich Lanushi." In other words, how do you reach it through human seichel? This pshat in Emir Bina. Of course, I could figure it out on my own, but I want to know how it comes through. Yeah. So it's an interesting answer. That means there's a way to learn it with seichel alaki, and there's a way to learn it with seichel anushi. If if humans were left to their own resources, the fact is. Okay, this you could answer different ways, but your fact is there are people, there are brilliant spiritualists that never learned a word of Chassidus or Teda and have come to very high levels of understanding things. Avram Avinu, we're talking about before revelation. Mamat Lamaila, reach Madrekas. But at the end of the day, you can't really know, number one, for sure, and number two, there's definitely Giluim that only the Abishta could reveal. For example, you'd give Mamidis Arachna. No person could ever come to conceive of that. When Moshe, through Chet Ego, to Gebet Rachamim, the Ebrish to say, I'll be Megala to you, my Mid Gilomid Sarachim. It's a secret. Baruch Shem Kreid Machusi, we also learned. Moshe heard it up there and brought it down. My point that I'm trying to say is that's a combination. There are things that say, and there are things that are explained. But you know, when you explain it, and a person like a Rebbe explains it, that goof will become tail. So the Alter Rebbe. Explains is he right? Clear So clearly it's beyusid, and you could find it in Shalah, this Kabbalah, but the structure of Chabad has major chidushin. You know, someone asked me the other day whether you could actually see in Alter Rebbe's the derech of the Rebbe of sending shluchim out to reaching Jews from all over the world. Because Alter Rebbe's time there were no such thing as Jews that were not shemitayim mitzvahs. So I said absolutely. But I, if I was in the Rebbe, I don't know if I would derive it from the shit of Chassidus Chabad. But if you look, once you see it, you see clearly. You read this in the Shama It's one flow. The Neshama comes down, not to take care of itself, but to take care of the world. Where one, you know, Pedic Lamed Beis is not, is the Yisod Shabi said of all Shlichas. My point that I'm trying to say is that it's a combination of what it says and the understanding of it. So to say, but remember, 
it also says that the Eberster wants us to understand him. Which means that when, when, when he said there's a tzimtzum, the tzimtzum helps us understand better Ahdus Hashem. Shir helps us understand Ahdus Hashem better. So that's the asad of why the Rebbe Rashab now, when that is Azmagal, these ideas, and then Zayar, etc., then absolutely, Siddhis Chabad comes and explains it, and then you have a, a beautiful combination of what it says and the Havon of it. The Rebbe spoke about Barichas. He says, the Ebrishna could have made Simpson Kipshute. But the Alter Rebbe was makabal from the base of that it was not that way. And then it was Malbashid and Seichel. The Rebbe said even more. The whole Shaykh of Amun is based on the Seichel that, that Yesh Mi Yesh doesn't need Tachbulasish and Ish. You don't need to have Kechapel uh, Benifel all the time. Yesh Ma'in, you do need. If the world is Yesh Ma'in, it can't exist without a constant, perpetual Schatrus Tmidis, basically. And then the Rebbe said once, I remember, it was one of the first, it was the first year I started writing Hanochas. Shabbos Parashamatis Masi, Tovshin Mem. The Rebbe said, as a Maimar Amuzgir in the first Sikha, right in the beginning, he said, Yeah. And he goes into the whole Sheikh of Amunah. So we asked the question. So the Rebbe's made it very clear that the whole Sikh of Sheikh of Amunah is the Akhir Shakibu. He says it's true that he was he received that that's how it is. Now there are apikursim like he says in Pedig Bays and Shaykh Vamuna is not like what is the lashon there like yeah das aminim v'chulu because they hold that there's no isav zchorek because they hold it's yesh miyesh but you could hold yesh that there's no isav zchorek and it's not called yochel and the kayach haatzmos that he could put such a kayach in but then yes then it would not be quite understandable to us. Hisavus Bechorega makes the, makes it more understandable. So the question is, is it a Kabbalah or is it an explanation? It's a combination. It's a Kabbalah that shows you that the Ebrister wants that it should be understood because if he did it with without if he did it the other way, not Bechorega, Hisavus, it wouldn't it wouldn't it would be harder to understand. It would you would have to rely on Kol Yochel more, let's put it this way. And the whole point of Hasog is that we rely on Kol Yochel only when there's no choice. Not, not in every step of the way. You don't say, "Oh, that happened." Okay, God can do anything. That can, then you, you, you lose the whole struggle. You, you lose the whole way to relate to the Abish if He can do anything. That's why you have the kashik kriyasamsuf that uh, that of nisla magana. You don't just have, you know, as I said before, the whole structure is not compromised. It's a, you, you can rely on it. And and halachas and teda are built on relying on the rules of nature. That's not even a question. So even from a teda point of view, the rules of nature are. Are existent, you know the, the proof that Chizus brings. That's not a Chizus enayim. The world is not an illusion because there's a is an iser to create uh, kishuf. If everything is an illusion, then it's all a chizus and it's all magic. It's not real kishuf. You're not doing anything. Anyway, the concealment was is to conceal the einsef, and it should only remain the hashada hanal. I called it like the focus. The vision. Hashara means to be Mashaya, to uh, imagine, to uh, estimate. To estimate. But estimate, you don't want to say here estimate as in it's only an estimate and it'll be a final bill will come later, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 right, exactly. But, but I'm saying estimate, some things you give a person an estimate is like I'm giving you a general picture of what it's going to be like. Here it's an estimate that's going to actually be exactly, exactly, it's 10 spheres, not more. It's not an estimate 10 spheres and then when the invoice comes you can find out it's 11. You know, 
how much were they asked? How much will they, how much will they asked? God said, I want to give the commandments. He said, so Jews asked, how much will it be? So they said, give us ten. You know. <laughs> yeah. The Hainu Iskalus Esesvirus which means the Iskalus, the encompassing of the ten hidden spheres. What's the name of the Iskalus? I'm going to explain them. Let me just read it till the end. He's summing up the last chapter, by the way, right here. He said all this before. So just a little dense. But if you read the pre- previous chapter, remember, let's remember, there's synonyms here. Malchus ain't safe. Atik of Adam Kadman. Esesvirus are all the same level. Just keep that in mind. Malchus of ain't safe means the Malchus of Esesvirus which is the Bechines Achreina. What means Achreina? It means when the artist, instead of focusing on uh, lack of focus or bligual focus, is focusing on that that, that estimate, that hashara of ten. That's the bottom line. So he says, "What is it? That's the hainu." Remember, I said before, is it iskalus or does it come from there? That's what he keeps on saying. When we say the esesvirus agnuses are kolul in eras sevev, lifniatzimtzum in the shedish of eras sevev, what does kolul mean? It means that that, that, that there's no ten there. They're all part of the at that point. That's why you need the tzimtzum. Because if you don't have the tzimtzum, the artist will never have the focus of, 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 wanting, of, of defining it in ten, in, ten way, in ten levels. It'll all... So even though Be'etzem, Atzmus, can create ten whenever he wants, emanate ten, but the way it's called in Lifnei tzimtzum, the ten are completely encompassed, like, like you said, a sea. It's in a sea of infinite spheres. So you need a tzimtzum to, 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 to separate between the sea and the ten in the vision. So that's what he says. The Hainu Iskalus Esesvirus That means the Iskalus. What means the Hainu? The Iskalus is without the Tzimtzum. Without the Tzimtzum, there's the Iskalus of the hidden spheres in the in the in the source. And what is that? That's the level This Tzimtzum is going to reveal this, or the Esesvirus is the lowest level in Eden Sof, not lowest in space, but lowest in quality. That's the Nekudah. As opposed to a C. Sorry, I, yeah. I saw that the, the Iskalus is explaining what means Hashara. Right? But the Hashara, the way it is without the Tzimtzum. That's Iskalus. Iskalus as the Sphiris Agnuzis. Iskalus as the Sphiris Agnuzis, Lifnia Tzimtzum means that the ten spheres have absolutely no, they, they can't manifest because they're completely cold, encompassed in Eir HaBligvo. That's what Iskalus as the Sphiris Agnuzis means. Hashara is as the Sphiris Agnuzis. So the show is the, the, the opposite of, of... No, no, no. What's that? What's that? The Eir HaBligvul is Meshayir. can do anything. It then constricts itself to ten. That's, that's what... That's the Hashorah. The Hashorah is the Esosphere of Sagnuzis. No, the Skalus is before the before the Hashorah. How is the Hashorah... Let me re- reword it. What does the Hashara look like if you Simpson? It's the Skalus. The Hashara is coal in the Bligvo. So what was before the, the Skalus? Before the Skalus? Before the Skalus? What do you mean? Before the... Well, I mean, I'm not clear what the question is. 
When an artist has an infinite amount of ability to, 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 to draw all kinds of paintings, then he's Meshayir, Shir Asmi He decides, I'm going to go this way. That is the ten hidden spheres. That's what he chooses. That's the, Ashari is the ten hidden spheres. That's what he's Meshayir. But without a symptom, it's all kolal in the big picture. Look, he says. One second. Without the tzimtzum, there'd be the hashara, but it's kolul. And with the tzimtzum, nishad only the hashara. Okay, so hashara basically is the tzimtzum. No, the hashara is the tzimtzum of God wanting ten spheres. And if you want the hashara, only the hashara, you need to have the tzimtzum. That's what it says here. I'm not clear what you what the, what the problem is. I just said the nisha rak bechinas hashara. No, no, we said before. Nisha means something remained. Now it's now it's clear. Now we have it. Okay, let's go. I understand. It's it's like two steps. The artist has all kinds of infinite combinate possibilities. It's very clear. One of those possibilities is a hashara of ten spheres, but it's still now all within the within the range of infinite possibilities. The tzimtzum takes away the infinite possibilities and leaves only the hashara. Okay, that's it. No, the hainu is called sesos viras gnus. What do you think that means? That's the leftovers of the tzimtzum. No, the hainu is called sesos viras gnus. Is how the sesos gnus are still coal in this source. Ah, that's back. That's before hashara again. You could touch it either way. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, you could you could interpret it either way. You could say skalos esus vizagnuzis means that that the skalos esus vizagnuzis is the hashara. But but what 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 so what's it, what means the skalos? And how would you explain skalos? So the, the means it means it's still it's still there. It's still within part of the whole reality. Let, let's read on. It's only one piece. It's only one akuda because it's only one possibility of many possibilities. Look, in quantum mechanics, this is very obvious. You have to remember, think about it like this. There's infinite possibilities. The infinite possibilities includes the one possibility that is going to become the one, but right now it's all part of the infinite possibilities. Sweden saying cats. Then there's a concealment that allows this, this one possibility to emerge. Frankly, it's all still in the level of Iskalos, because the, the second symptom didn't happen yet. So it's still all... The way, based on what he said in the previous chapter, Heinrich Kallus is referring to he says the Indian Heskalus Azeish who Masha Edin Sof Ablikvul Shir Baatzme Hamshacha Shabchinis Gvul. That's what he, that's what Heskalus means. He's just repeating. Read the line, as I said, ten lines from the top. He says clearly. What, you ask what Heskalus is. There he says the Indian Heskalus Azeish. You see that line? Yeah. That's what the skalos means. That's what he's referring to here. He's not, it's not symptom, not symptom. It's not yes symptom, no symptom. He's just talking about that state of affairs. Let's continue. And that's Malchus of Ensef. However... The first nakuda, the first spark, the first point 
that began that emerged that began to be revealed after the tzimtzum v'hayna b'chinas adashen shabbesus v'zi b'chinas hachachma, which is this is the first the first level of the ten spheres, which is the level of chachma, and then in parentheses he has b'zewa tzimtzum habeis liyas hachachma b'chinas sfirah pratis b'fniatzme. This is the second tzimtzum that chachma should be a separate sphere. Remember. Infinite possibilities now has one possibility. But that one possibility is all the spheres together. It's still a big vision. And now you need Tzimtzum Abayz, that should be Chochmah B'fniatzmeh. It should be an individual Chochmah. That's what he just said here. So when he talks about No, 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 no. He makes it clear in the previous chapter there, it's all still, all combined. Malchus is com- combined with, with Chochmah and all the spheres. So it's all... No, because it's going to be that. Remember, it's all there, but it's not. It's not. Uh, let's put it this way: it's, it has not emerged in a way that we, that's tangible. And it's right Is that it should emerge as a letter base? Once fit. No, now it's no longer gnusis. No, after the symptom is not gnusis. No, after the symptom. No, because you still need uh, kalim to emerge, etc. But it's uh, it's now it's now a chachma. You now have a distinct chachma. That's what the Simpson addition does. It conceals that Without whole Kalim. intensity. Without Kalim. The beginnings, uh, the beginning of Kalim. The beginning of Kalim begin to emerge then. What happens after the Simpson is that the Kalim emerge. The Eishi Sarashimo, no. But the bottom line is there's, we're talking now from the Eder's point of view. We're not talking about the Simpson that affects the containers. Look, it's still, let's put it this way. Everything we said before the Simpson is not even the conception of the child yet. It's still machshava hakdum, so it's still there. But now we have a egg has been fertilized by a seed. Think of it that way. Within now you have a distinct thing called chachma. It's not yet a full-blown uh, tree. It's still a seed, but it's already now has a property called chachma. The bottom line is the intensity. Let's call the teacher and the student example. If the teacher does not separate his infinite possibilities into one. Picture, the Rebbe Rashab wrote Ayin Beis. He, he could have and did write hundreds of others. Svarim and Mamarim. Then he chose Ayin Beis. Now he writes the whole Ayin Beis. But even that's not enough. So first symptom is not to write a thousand things, but to write obliquely write the one 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 Hemshech Ayin Beis. The second symptom is to write it in pages, and in words and in chapters that we can digest it step by step. So the second symptom is one step at a time, one sphere at a time. And we, then we retrace the steps. Now he's saying that there's another tzimtzumim, if you think it gets complicated. Plot thickens. Then the kudazu yeshba beiz tzimtzumim. Oh, no, no, I don't know if it's another two. No, I'm sorry. So bottom line is, the infinite possibilities was concealed, and now you have one possibility, which is ten spheres. That needs to be concealed in order that one sphere should emerge at a time, and it should have individuality. In defi- defined existence. If the second symptom didn't happen, he said very clearly, there's a whole chapter just on that, if you remember. Well, let me refer to it. Chapter 22. It starts. If it would extend that way, it would all be one amorphous whole. It would be like, imagine the Kechus HaNefesh, the faculties of the soul just emerging like he says, by a simcha. What happens is they emerge without an order, there's no sedeshtalshulis, there's no iskalulis, there's no structure, there's no organization. It would be like a drunk 
who's complete to all his kachas are just pouring out. That would be if they didn't have the second symptom. There's no structure. So now he says, the nekuda zu, this nekuda, this spark, this point, this one point, which is only one point of, like he said, the kuda levad legabe eden seif It's only a nekuda. Think of it this way. Eden seif is like this whole thing, and one piece of that eden seif is one part of the vision. One, one specific focused vision. She says, this nekuda yeshba based simtsumim. This nekuda, this point, has two levels of tzimtzum, two concealments. Tzimtzum Aleph. The first concealment. The first symptom is that the infinite light concealed all his energies and emanated only from the lowest level of his energy. Which means that only this lowest level, meaning Malchus of Ein Seif, of Esesiris Agnuzis, that's the level of Ashara, that's the level of his imagining, his envisioning. Let, let's read on because. Huh? This line is very difficult. Simsum or Rasa, the Hitzil. Sounds like it's separate actions. Actually, we were thought we were saying that the, before the Simsum, there was all the things top tone. Now it seems to say that it's in a different order. I'm not clear why you're saying that. This is, I'm, my concern is more that why is he saying this? Didn't he say this already? I don't think he's repeating himself. I think he's adding something. But I would not jump until we read the whole thing. So that, That's exactly right, of course. is a result of the symptom. You cannot emanate an individual... You cannot emanate without concealing. The concealment of all the errors means all the errors... He doesn't say yet. He's not just talking whether it's silica or meat. He's going to talk about that. That's the whole beginning of the discussion. But why? Why? Huh? I don't want to jump. I want to see what he says. I, I, I mean, I'd rather read it from the Rebbe Rashab than guess. Why? I guess. I don't. Let's read on. I'm not going to jump without the reading. In the middle of us, it's like this exactly the example. An artist is giving us a picture. You want to figure out the picture without... What, what? No. If the Rebbe Rashab didn't... The Rebbe Rashab took the time to write all this. No. We can take the time to read it. No? One second, one second. You know, you're not the only one sitting here. We're also, we all want to understand this. You know? My point that I'm trying to say, and I'm saying it specifically, you have to have patience. We, thank God he wrote it. If, if for God forbid, it would have been here, right, says, Chosher Asiyum, we'd have to sit and try to figure it out. What? We don't need to. It's a Loshan Harav. Not even, you know. I want to read it. I, I, let me, let me, let's read it and let's, let's slowly dissect it. So the Tzimtzum Aleph is that Aliens of Tzimtzum. It seems the same thing what he said earlier as being the first Tzimtzum. That's what it sounds like. That the Bligvul is hidden. So there should be Hitzel and only the, the lowest level should be emerged, which is, he says, B'chinus Ashara Hanal. In a way, this symptom is like a symptom before the symptom addition, if you want to think about it like that. We don't know about that. He's going back to the language that he used earlier. You know, he says, Actually, no, he didn't use this example. No, I'm sorry. This is what it says. Everything you made with wisdom. But the, but the Chassidus emphasizes, what does this mean? Means 
Not just that you made everything with wisdom, but Chochma itself is a level of Asiyah. How would you read that in the Pasuk? Kulam B'chochma Asisa. Kulam, all the levels, all the Asisvis, B'chochma, including Chochma Asisa. That's how you do it, but it's not, definitely not Pshat. No, of course not. No, but there must be a little more. Kulam B'chochma Asisa. Okay. Asisa. Also, Chochma is Asiyah compared to the to the God that has no definitions and no parameters and no limits. So that's a proof to what he just said. Why? Because it's saying that the Chachmet Pratis, the Nekuda, compared to the all the Eris, is like Asiya. Even compared to the energy and the ray and the ray, it's a level of Asiya. I'm trying to figure that out. No, 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 because I know what he's trying to say. He wants to say that there's an Ein from the even Eir Hagvul. There's a big, there's a big Ein You see, we discussed how the art, we, we've been discussing everything the later levels. But if you go, if, you, if we made the map like this, okay, you have the artist, we have the painting. Good. Let's go back into his mind now. He has a state of being where he has infinite possibilities, and from the infinite becomes one possibility. What happens from that infinite to the one? It sounds like a simple step. It's not. He's essentially trying to say that it's a very big jump. Because it's from gvul to bligvul. Not real gvul, because it's all within the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean to say, yeah. So that's the chokhmah baskulam, chokhmah sisa, is that that's what he's talking about here, that the hashara compared... In other words, for the, for the infinite possibilities to be mashayar, one possibility is, an, is like the jump from chokhmah the kasiya legabah bilti bagvul. That's why he's saying, In other words, it's not just it's even of Atmos, it's also Asiyah. That's what I think he wants to say. Yeah. Why? Because this Chachma that emanated or emerged from the lowest level of Malchazah, is called Asiya compared to its source. V'hi b'chin is Malchazah be'en seif canal. And this is the level of Malchazah be'en seif. No, 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 no. The source is the source of Malchazah be'en seif. I think he's. I, I, I think I'm, I think I, I think I said it wrong. He's not talking about the Chochmah emanating because that's the second symptom. He's talking now about the symptom of the bligvul in order for there to be esesfiras agnuzis, malchus ein seif essentially. That's what he's talking. He used the the pasuk of chachma, but he's not really means chachma that he meant. Like, like he's, he's talking here. That's that's. But, but it, it, listen, in Indian is the same thing. He's talking instead of malchus of ein seif. So malchus of ein seif, which is the hashara, is the bechinus tachtena. This, compared to its bleak vuldika source, so to speak, where there's infinite combinations, is like a siya legabe, like that. That's really what he's saying. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, that's how far it is. That's an amazing word, because it's like the opposite of what you'd think. No, because I'll tell you why, because in Ayin Bey's the interface is so dakuzdik, he's going to say both sides. Because there's going to be a side that it's a Gilead Helm also. Right now, what he's building the case is that it's Yesh Ma'ayin. He wants to establish how, because he wants to establish that Edis of Atzilis, 
compared to the Sharsha Eris is Gilead Helam. But Sharsha Eris compared to the Shared Bligvul is Yashmayan. That's what he's building toward. That's for sure he's building toward, because that's what he said in the beginning of this whole discussion began to say that. So it's a fascinating that that jump in the artist's mind from the infinite possibilities to one possibility is is a is, is a tremendous jump. It's much bigger than we would think. That's how we can understand this traveling of billion billion years with the speed of light. Yeah. Still like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is very. Uh, this is dense stuff. The Tzimtzum Habeis. Okay, now the Tzimtzum Habeis. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I am base. It's just as a. I'm telling you, there's no mamorim like this. This is. This is takes you on a trip. The symptom are based. The second symptom, who shall be esses vers agnuses are called kosher bechinesis agnus. Then esses vers agnuses itself, everything is bound there in one unity. Vim kein hari bechinesis achochma is a klulag imsharas vers. And if that's if so. Chachma was encompassed with all the other spheres. Shahis Sabatsim Madrigas Gavayev and Nihilis. Even though he says Lashnovar, but because they, they were all there fundamentally in a very exalted and a very lofty and high heightened state. That means not in any visible, in any tangible, any uh nikeris, any uh, visible, yeah. Any recognizable, distinguishable, distinguishable way. It's going back to the Moshe. And not only that, not only were they all bound together, like the word Baruch in a word, and, the, and what dominates is the word Baruch and not the letters. But they also have in it the Gili, even a higher Gili. The, the, the synergy, the, revela- the, the revelation of an, of, of, of an energy that causes them to join together, like he said earlier from Shayyach Vamuna, that when letters come together, you don't only have the Kulona of the meaning of the word. But you have something else. You have a power, a seichel, a higher intelligence that combines these together. In other words, you have some of the Eir Habligvul within them. This is what he's saying here. The Eir Habligvul gives it the, is combining these spheres together. Remember, let, let me explain that for a moment, okay? In other words, the artist, we, 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 dealt, we dealt with the symptom first symptom. Right now, we've already separated through a very serious symptom between Habligvul and Eragvul. So now there's the vision of the artist is focused only on ten spheres. Only ten spheres. And that we said is Asiya compared to there. Now, but how these ten spheres remain, how are they in the artist's vision? There's no way. They're not, they're not a painting that we can relate to. If the artist begins to speak, if it's a teacher, you'll never understand what he's saying. Because the flow would be so intense. Even the, the Gvul. Because they're all, because all the ideas, it would be like the Rebbe Rashab suddenly saying in one sentence the whole Iyam base. No way you're going to understand it. He has the picture of the whole base in, in, in ten spheres. In addition to that, in it also rests a part of the bleak wool that, that was already diminished. It's still there from the perspective of the artist. It's concealed because later it's... But, he's, but, 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 in, but because why did he come up with this focused vision, not a different vision? It also reflects who he is, the etzim of who he is. So in there, there's also that level. You follow what I'm saying? Even though the first symptom took place, it's still there. Except right now, the artist is not communicating. He's focusing on this, but he still has it. Like in other words, if you ask the Rebbe Rashab, what about your vision for I am Bayes? Does that mean it's not related to all the rest of the vision of your whole picture? Of course, it's related. But he's focusing. Remember, it's all in preparation to convey it to the students. This is all in the preparatory stages. We're not even talking about the actuality. We're not even talking about a kav. 
and everything coming around. This is all in the mind, as much as we can imagine. I mean, the only way we can relate to this is our own vision. Imagine a vision of something that is still inside of you. You don't even, you haven't even begun um, pre- pre- presenting it. But you definitely go through an extensive process. The Rebbe once said by Fabreng, and they asked him, does he prepare before he speaks? So the Rebbe said, absolutely. Before you say something, you should go four times between your Benei He told the story of the Rebbe Rashab that when even the saying Maftir, he went into, he wanted to have a private room, even though he knew he said Maftir many times. Because when you say something, you have to prepare. And, yeah. and then the Rebbe said, Sometimes when I'm speaking, a nice gishmake Indian. So you say it, and even though it's not fully structured, organized, not everything in detail, so it also comes out. And the Ebershter helps. He said that when you speak in public, it, you, you, you say it the right way. The point I'm making here is that as much as we, you know, we make the rebbeim holy and everything, you have to remember the heart of it. Alter Rebbe said down Tanya, he didn't just put a pen and Shechina Medaberes Metaregleni means that the pen just wrote on its own. He'd go out of it to know what he's going to write. And the structure of Tanya was thought through as a, you know, So the process of that process, how the teacher prepares before he says it, is, is tremendous. Now we don't really have that because how much do we really prepare? Most of us improvise. <laughs> you come and you speak. You don't sit in Menton, the Rebbe Rashab, and hours and hours has been misbein and I'm Shachayim Beis. But he's revealing some of the process, the way it's supposed to work. If everybody, before you did anything, planned this way, we'd be in good shape also, right? Every detail. Well, the thing is, there are surprises. In this, there's no surprises. We can surprise God because we have Pechira. That's what, that's what it says. We can make God smile. But uh, but the structure of existence was well thought through. Just So I'm just giving you a little peace of mind. That God thought through this existence long before it came into being. It seems, okay, so, that's, so, so you're saying everything is now in a higher level. It also has in the which is the gilead that causes them to combine in this way. Like, why did, the, why did this vision of all visions come from this artist? That also has a wisdom in it. It's also in there. K'moyal derech mashal, like an example, Eir ha-seichel ha-melubish ba-teva. Like example, the seichel that's melubish manifests in the word, v'hu inyin gile ha-kavon el-yeinu shebeses You said this earlier. And that's the revelation of the purpose, the higher purpose in the ten spheres. Now, derech mashal is which one? Is 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 the 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 One second, let me think. He said before that the muscle of the is base only reveals to us. Hmm, this is interesting. He shifted here. The end of chapter twenty-five. He said that the muscle of the is base only t- teaches you. the diminishment of this particular sphere. And the muscle of the details of the seichel is the diminishment of the general kavana of the spheres. Now he's saying it on the tevis. Okay, interesting. You know why? Because he said that the teva, every letter has energy, based on the Shai Yechud Vamuna. The Shai Yechud Vamuna actually adds 
that the first mushal is much closer to the second mushal than we thought. Because a letter is not just a base, it has energy. Like he says in Shaykh And then all the letters have more energy. And then they have the third level of energy, which is the synergy. Above the synergy. But this Adarach Moshul that he's saying now, okay, we have it all, by the way, here. It's fine, it's fine. Once, once, I just want to get this Moshul. I'm going to finish the chapter. I, I like to finish a chapter each day. But listen, listen. They don't have to feel compelled. What time is it? I'm going to finish the chapter for sure. I got to, I, I, there's, uh, there's too much mystery here. I got to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, that's why it's going slow. You'd say it would be both? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like the first thing. Hold on. is definitely the first synergy. Because the Seichel, like in Baruch, that's not the seichel of combining the letters. That's a different seichel. And that reveals the kavon el yena. Okay, that's fine. It reveals the kavon el yena. But you could also say it includes a, the higher part. Okay, it's not so clear to me. It sounds to me more like the first thing, but he says it after the second one. You understand what I'm saying? Because when you look at the tense hidden spheres, you already understand that God wants the kavon el yena, which is that there should be er pnimi, and then there should be a relationship with him. The connection to the Bligvul is more than that. It's not just knowing the Kavon of the Ten Spheres. There you're also knowing more what God is like. That is Bligvul. So it's Mashma, this example, this parenthesis, ostensibly, I'm just asking a question, should Lecheda have been aligned before? Before Vahayi Bagili Eir. Okay, but maybe not. I have to think it through. That's how it's all in the state of the vision, in the Hashara. There everything was all combined, one big picture. Again, we're talking about the picture of one ten spheres, not of all of them, not infinite. And then, when there's an emanation, when he emanated Chochmah, then there was an emanation of only one specific sphere. Not as it's combined with all the others. Okay. Ach. Okay. And that's the second symptom. So the symptom abeys, instead of it all being combined in one big picture, like letters in a word that has that synergy and the synergy of combining them, instead of that, you have now one thing. Now, fine. Now we move to further. There we go. Now he's going to distinguish between these two types of tzimtzumim. Even though there's these two tzimtzumim, however, there's a clear distinction between them. The first tzimtzum, the first one is a siluk. Siluk means removal, or stalkus from the word expiring, or stalkus means to leave. When generally siluk means total removal. Sometimes Chassidah speaks about tzimtzum editions, but that siluk, the tzimtzumim later in Heshtalshul is bederech miut. Miut is a diminishing. Remember, let's not forget before I continue. When we talked earlier with Eitz Chaim, the tzimtzum edition is unique that the teacher has to conceal everything and then comes a ray of light. Not that he conceals and leaves only a kav. Where other tzimtzum, you say bederech miut means a teacher continues the flow, but he diminishes the flow. So sometimes you have to stop the flow and then begin. 
a completely new step. That's when it's a very infinite distance. And sometimes it's not infinitely distant, it's connection, so it's, a, it's it, you need a diminishing. But think of it like a funnel. A funnel is, is continues to flow, it just narrows it. Okay. Okay, so Simpson, the first Simpson is the form of Siluk Visalma Sa'ir. Is the form of removal, so to speak, and concealment of that energy. And the second symptom is only a diminishing alone. Now he said all this before, but now the reason for it is obvious. Because the first one, Chachma, is Asiya. Malchus Malchus Sof is like Asiya. It's completely infinitely distant. The finite vision of one vision of an artist is infinitely different and needs a complete concealment of all the infinite possibilities. Whereas taking from that finite vision and turning it into single, to now, take Chachma first. Like, you know, I paint one stroke, then another stroke. Another stroke is a diminishing alone. That's what he said. Well, if he's a move on, and this is now, he's summing up. This, I'm telling you, this is the end of 10 chapters right now. That's why it's so dense. He's tying together all the knots of the last of Yudches, Perik Yudches, through Perik Chofches. The Fizem moving according to this is understood. It's almost like a new paragraph. According to this, we understand how the Kav, which is the finite energy that has Erha Chachma, Erha Bin, and so on, is in a level of Giliahelim. It's only revealing that which was concealed. Which means it's in a form of mute. It's a form of diminishing, not a form of complete concealment. Even though the kav comes through the tzimtzum, you know, the kav comes after the tzimtzum. The tzimtzum conceals all the energy. Nevertheless, because the tzimtzum, compared to the energy, is not a form of silica, this has to be qualified. He doesn't mean not silica compared to the containers. There it's complete siluk. But for the energy, it's not a complete... A complete removal. It's only that the spheres separated for them to be distinguishable spheres. And the chokhme, even now in the kav, fundamentally is the chokhme of ain seif, meaning the chokhme of the essence spheres agnuses. And it has within it from the initial energy. Now he's going back to the second Moshal. Like we understand from the example of the Pratyasikhlim, from the details, the detailed intelligence within a bigger concept. What did he say there? That every detail, every page of Ayim Bayes has within it the whole picture. So this, so, so, you, so this is not a Siluk. It has within it there, but it's only, but from the student's perspective, he only sees that, that detail. As you go to the silk happened before that, it's like it didn't finish. Why don't we continue? We'll see. It's only in a form of diminished energy. If so, it's only a form of Giliahel. You're revealing that which was concealed. It's true that while it was concealed, it couldn't emerge without its symptom. That's why you need the diminishing. So it's only Giliahel. But here we go. Well, the Gaba Eden Seif Abligvul, who Kulona, but compared to the Eden Seif Abligvul, the infinite possibilities, which is Eid El Kulona. Like he said, this is not the synergy of the words of the word; it's the power to combine these letters, which is a higher intelligence. 
That's good that he adds that. So we, you know, in all the spheres, they are infinitely distant. Because it's called the root of gvul compared to this level of bligvul. Like we learned earlier, discussed earlier, chapter fifteen. What's he saying here? He's going to say in the parentheses what he means. The, the symptom, the concealment of the infinite. And it left only a residue, only an impression. That's like a new one here now, oh boy. That's the Ration? No, no, no. Yeah, no. so you can hold my... One second, I'm trying to figure out what he means by Ration Levad. The Ration will Vad. The Chlau Ration, we're talking about the symptom. And that's the Caleb. He doesn't mean that Ration. He means the Ration. That that even oh yeah yeah because he said so remember he said as it's yeah. before the second symptom also have the air nila yeah. they have something left from the air abligvul right, right. right. Exactly. it's not so 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 okay fine that that's a, that's like two, that's the reason that you needed the mute diminishing because it still has something of that yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. in other words the whole ayin base has something from beyond the ayin base so therefore you, okay fine lots of lamer ten lamer. Which means that the infinite light, which is the the, the, the energy that rises above that, above the ten hidden spheres. Even when, it was, when, when, the, when the energy was removed through a symptom, a, a, a impression of them, the impression of it remained in the essence of the in the root of the air. Because something in Kedusha cannot be removed. Something in Kedusha cannot be removed completely. That's, be- that's beautiful. It has the word. See, the example I'm giving of the artist. It's such a chinish of it, we don't even realize it. Mamsha made a chinish, I never heard this in my life. That the symptom happened before the essence of it's a little different than that. I'll explain. It's not exactly because remember he's dissecting the symptom addition. That symptom addition is doing all these things. That the, the one symptom of symptom addition has a lot of impact. It's not. Uh, it's not. The second symptom. Remember, there's no zman here. There's no zman. If you go over the chapter again, you'll see that a second symptom happened between the assistors and the and who says the two symptoms are not happening simultaneously? It's two levels. It's two aspects of the symptom addition. That's if you go back, if you really learn, go back to the beginning, you'll see that's what he said. Okay, so once let me finish the parentheses. Welcome, 
Because something of holiness can never completely be removed, as it's known. It's only a ration. It's only an impression. Let me just explain this for a moment. You see, interesting, I was thinking somewhat different before. The artist has infinite possibilities of creating art. Right? He then chooses to create one piece of art a certain way. That is informed definitely by the infinite possibilities because it's the same artist. There's some connection there. So I, was, I thought that the ration remains because it's coming from the same person. So even though it's one piece of art, somewhere it reflects his bigger picture, whatever this artist is about. But he's saying here, no, it's Mitzad Gedusha. It's not Mitzad Seichel. He's saying Mitzad Gedusha because of the Gedusha Sa'inyan. That's why it's not removed. That's why it remains. In other words, in essence, if, in other words, you don't have to, but an artist, you can say that no. Once he's determined focusing on one art, one, one vision, the other visions are all, they're all gone now. But it's not really the case. They're not really gone because an, a real artist will show you, even in his one art, he'll show you a reflection of things that, that, that from other pieces of art and other ideas and so on. But I guess the Gedusha adds a necessity. It necessitates it because it's Gedusha. So bottom line is, this in the, in the muscle, that's the synergy that comes from the combining. In other words, there's a wisdom. Why did want Hashem want ten spheres? And why these spheres? So besides the synergy of the spheres together, that must be diminished in order for one sphere to emerge, there's another factor here. That within it lies also the Kayechametzarif. The power of the of the creator, of the source, combining these ten spheres. So there is a ration from that bligvul also there. And that's the Gdusha that remains there. Which is vital because that means we can retrace our steps. From the Esosphere of St. you could enter into the bligvul. At the end of the day, even though it's silik, there's still a little door open because there's something that remains. Remember he said, it's not like when, when, uh, the, from the Kav, the Chochmah in the Kav, compared to the Chochmah in Nesesurus Agnusus, that's, that's the same, it's, it's Gilead Helen. From the Chochmah of Nesesurus Agnusus to the Bligvul is Yashma'ayin, is infinite. But there's a residue, there's still something that remains from the Bligvul in the Gvul. So who is the Siluk before the Agnusus? The Siluk is from the infinite possibilities to the one possibility. Nothing changed, what changed? There's no change here. He didn't change anything, everything's exactly consistent. What, 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 when you see something, what, nothing changed. It's exactly the, he's explaining what he said before, but it's not, there's no, not, not contrary, it's very consistent. Before you understood it? Okay, well, there's two, it's two tzimtzumim. One is a tzimtzum from Bligvul to the Gvul, Shereshad Gvul, and one is from the Era Gvul in order for the B, distinct spheres. No, I always thought that the spheres are losers. Before. It is before the second. Before the second. No, it's before the second. I thought it was before the second. Before the first. It's not. Not before the second. That's why I understood. It's before the second. It is a symptom. Before the second. I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying. Just for the record. I don't understand. No, no, I'm not. It's not necessarily what you're saying. Correct. Because you're 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 turning it too mathematical. It's not mathematical. Remember, there's no time involved. Silica air. But in, in Indian. Yeah, in Indian. The silica air. Anyway, I, I would like to continue reading it and see what he says, but I'm almost sure it's not the case, um, because the Rebbe has a whole my modem about the Simtum Lifnet Simtum addition. 
and this is not brought this as that. So I'm almost sure that this tzimtzum is the tzimtzum addition, but it doesn't make a difference. The bottom line is, however you understand it, it's two sep- steps of tzimtzum here. Forget about what you are, uh, two steps of tzimtzum. Were you talking mathematics, or were you talking Havana? I gave you an example of Havana. God wanted a world. Okay? He wants an existence, but he wants an existence that will experience transcendence and connect to God. So, Eirin Sof is Bligvul. Within that, he envisioned Shirat Mebikayach. So let's talk about it. Shirat Mebikayach is before the Tzimtzum Marishan or after the Tzimtzum Marishan. The fact that this infinite Eir is Shirat Me specifically ten spheres. How did you always understand it? You didn't call it a Tzimtzum, but it's definitely some type of diminishing. Something happened. But nothing really happened because it's all in, it's all in the Shadish. It's not really happening until the Tzimtzum takes place. But you could say within... The illness of that symptom is a preparation for that state of being. So that always that says everywhere. It's not the first place that says Shir Atzmi Bukayak. Shir Atzmi everyone knows the Lifniat Simpson. Shir Atzmi doesn't emerge after the symptom. He's Mishayed in Lifniat Simpson what he wants later. That's the whole point here. So how does it remember, even Esosphere Sagnusis is still a is still envisioning what's gonna come later, not what's now. So nothing happened yet. That's my point. He's still envisioning. You're not talking about an Atzillus yet. There's nothing happened yet. He's envisioning what he wants. He wants ten spheres. If you look at the vision, it's ten now and not infinite spheres. That is Tzimtzum 1. Fine. Tzimtzum 2 is the emergence of individual spheres. And both need to happen for the Kav to emerge. Let's put it this way. So there's a Kav. The Kav is Gilead Hell and Lagabe compared to the hidden spheres. And Yeshmayin or Shalei Berach that's the. Very consistent what I'm saying. That's what is this year. Okay, that's after the No, 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 because there's also Kalim. You didn't even forget about the Kalim. This is all about Eir. He's talking about the Kalim. There's also a whole thing with Kalim. So the Tzimtzum edition is a Derech Silik, it's not a Derech Mirat. Anyway, I'm not going to go, I'm not, there's not mathematics, not Shulchan Aruch. Okay. V'yesh Lamer. V'yesh Lamer, and we can say, Shareshem Hanishur Zel. Yesh Lamer, we can say, Shareshem Hanishur, that the impression that remained. That this is the infinite light that hovers, that rests in Chochmah. Like it says in Tanya chapter 35, in the Haggah, in the glossary there, in the whatever we call Haggah, the note. That Chochmah, there he says, that Chochmah is Margish, feels, Shahulavadevainzalase. Chachmah senses bittel. Emes, that's why it's called truth. Because there rests the infinite divine light, which is a reshem, a impression from the infinite light before the tzimtzum. Oh, this is interesting. This is vital to the whole Hemshech. Because later he's going to speak in this Hemshech that Chachmah becomes the interface. And Chachmah's temah. So Chachmah dat silas has in it a measure of bittel. Why? Because in its root... The Eir HaGvul, the Shershei of the Eiris, ha, even though there's a Tzimtzum that concealed the Bligvul, still has an impression, like he just said, from the Bligvul. 
And that bligvul that rests inside the ten hidden spheres re- retain, it can, cre- creates a situation that later Chochmah will retain a memory of bligvul. That's what he says here. That's where he says it. Chapter 358. We learned that. Oh, did we? No, no, no. I didn't learn that. No, we didn't learn that. Okay. That's very, very powerful. You see the interface working here all sides. There's the Bligvul. There's the Erhagvul. There's the Sphira Pratis. And all this is not even Kalim yet. Just remember that. And delve, I probe, study what it says in chapter 2. That in Chochmah is manifest the Eir HaSeviv. Ah, that's the Eir HaBligvul. In a form of Pnimi. That's why Chochmah, you know, Chochmah is this paradox. You get something, it's the beginning spark of an idea, it has to go through Chochmah, but it's only a spark, it's very elusive. So it has like a sevev dimension and a pnimi dimension. It's pnimi, but it's like beyond you. So he says that sevev manifesting in pnimi. And that's the moshul example of medrash of the big mirrors and the small mirrors. There's the medrash there where he talks about, he brings this later about ichis, this, this, this moshul. No, no, no. No. The example is, I'm trying to remember the exact example. It's an example about how the same mirror reflects this, uh, an image. A small mirror reflects the big image just as much as a big mirror reflects it. Like, 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 a, like a, a drop of water reflects the sun just like the entire sea. But, but nevertheless, there is a difference between small and big. I have to look up the muscle. We studied it already, and I forgot what it was exactly, the muscle. None of you know it, huh? It's a muscle in Medrash, yeah. He says clearly to look into it twice. You have a tzivu and a hero from the Rebbe to look twice into Vayikach Keirach. Yeah, 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 yeah. He says, he says, Roshu'in, yeah, yeah. But later also here, he brings the, the Medrash, I think, is brought by Rikhiz Gdela. Which Maimir? You know what? Why not look both? And you'll find out. Where was it? Hmm? No, no, no. One second, one second, one second. There's, a, there's the whole there's the whole med- the whole marshal is brought later. Okay. Nevertheless, we could say that this is just an impression from the infinite divine light. Because nevertheless, it's only min konof. It's only from the same material of the of the beged of the, the konof means edge usually. It means corner. Yeah. So min konof is really he means min konof means it's from the okay yeah the corner of the beged fine. So it's from the same it's from the same material of the of the of the garment but not the garment itself. So what's the mukom lokum yeshleimer? It's not. It's only a ration. That's what he's saying. 
Nevertheless, even though Chochmah is has within it, like he says in the Kutateira, has within it Eir Asevev, it's only an impression. Nevertheless, being that impression from from infinite energy, it carries It carries an intense energy and a form of bleakvul. Now in the parentheses he qualifies. This is not like the impression which is the impression of the infinite divine light the Mavur that explained elsewhere This is not concerning the containers. Elsewhere it explains like we are learning here even earlier that after the Tzimtzum addition Tzimtzum concealed all the energy so now you have a black hole. There's no kav, there's nothing. But if it's not completely empty, there's a reshima there. A reshima of the energy before that remains in the Asius even after the tzimtzum. Like he spoke before that there's even a mila because the lay nagabah at tzimtzum. That the tzimtzum did not touch or affect that. The sham, li yesish zebchins keich ha'gvusha be'ensev. There, talking about this other reshima. There, being that it's the keich ha'gvul, not the keich ha'sher she ha'gvul of er. Is the power of the finite in Ensef. That's why the impression of the energy is, is concealed in the letters. And it also comes in a finite power. Like it sells elsewhere. But here, talking about the root of the energy, the ration of the the impression is, is revealed, and also a, a little gvul, a little, has also an element of bleak in it. Yeah. And according to this, you could explain also to this shita. Which shita? He's talking about the shita that that, that energy has, has, uh, has uh, particles, has some type of impression. You see, according to the shita, that the kav is infinite light, is rooted in infinite light, and the shesh on the ten hidden spheres is the root of the containers. It's one thing. Even according to the opinion that that the kav is rooted in the, in the hidden spheres, and this is all eid hagvul, you could also explain according to this approach the shita that another was discussed in this discourse which he keeps emphasizing, this, this discussion is that the air is shaped, is the kav has, yes, has two opposites. Shul kav amida, it's a kav that measures. Kav, huh? Actually, kav amida is used when you talk about, let's say, a, a measuring, uh, what do you call it, a measuring instrument, a measuring spoon, or measuring, so a kav is like a, like a ruler. A ruler, so the kav is a kav that, yeah, the gama kashir, or miyachet, the esis and then it does an opposite thing. It connects. Mekashet. It binds and connects and unites. And creates interconnectivity between the spheres. Think of a physical ruler. Or a measuring, what do we call it? A measuring spoon. That, that only has one function. It measures. Yeah, it measures and that's it. Here the measuring thing, the thing that defines the parameters, also connects all the things that it... Which means it has an adavri fuch. It has two opposites within it. The parentheses. He's qualifying according to the other opinion. According to what it says in another place. That's the other shita. 
according to the fact that the Kav is rooted in the infinite light, Rakshanim the Rishimu, the only thing is it's measured and defined by the Rishimu, not on its own. This, these two opposites are understood simply. Since the Kav is fundamentally infinite, that's why it binds and, and unites. And it's, and its measuring is not from itself. That's because the Rishima had an impact on it. But however, according to what it explains here, the Shita, that the Kav is finite, meaning that there is some type of shape and form also in the energy. It's not like colorless water, liquid, in color, in tinted glass, but the liquid itself, the energy itself has energy. So then, how does it have the ability to create unity? That even though in its root it has ten spheres, not because of the Rishima, but because in itself, in its root it has ten, because it's the vision of the artist, just those ten, that's why it's, it's a measuring rod. It's a measuring kav line. In the way that the energies are revealed in the ten spheres, as we shall explain with God's help, nevertheless, why? Nevertheless, it still binds and unites the spheres. Through the Reishim, the impression that it has from the Bligvul that he was talking here, that remains. The Eid al-Kulana, that's there. Ha'el al-Kulana, al-Kulam. That rises above them all. The Gama Reishim b'chin esein seif. Because the Reishim has an element that is not defined. There's no first and second symptom. He never says symptom, addition, symptom. Simpson al means two elements of one symptom. Simpson addition and Simpson Asheni is first and second in Hebrew. Two elements before the first element. Anyway, I told you they both are the same Simpson edition. If you go back to the beginning of this, you'll see it. Also, the impression is in a form of Ainsef, without end. So, though the Kav is Gilehelam only compared to the root of its energies. But it's Be'enarech compared to the infinite, nevertheless, it retains some impression from the Bligvul, which is what gives it the power to unite the spheres, not just to measure them and define them. Nevertheless, it's only an impression. So compared to the Bligvul, it's Shaleberach, but it has this impression. But compared to its root, it's only revealing the concealed. And that's why the primary function of the Kav is defining, meaning that it has it's transcendent by nature, but it has within it the impression, it has within it the... It has within it the potential, the chesed and gvura, like he said earlier, that will ultimately manifest in containers. Okay, we'll stop here.
And in chapter 29, he's going to go back to the whole connection with the containers in this. So we learned here chapter... Should I do the Kitzer? And then we'll learn that. Okay, why not? Let's do the Kitzer on page Mem Zayin. I'll do it again later. And the Tzimtzum is that the, the infinite light was concealed. And left the the Ashara, uh, the the envisioned, yeah. She can akuda legabe era in safe. That's like a nakuda only a point compared to the infinite light. Venetzola Chokmashi Nakuda Rashena Dizgalas. And then emanated Chokhmah, which is the first Nakuda, the first point came out revealed. Vyajba base simtsumim. And has within it two simtsumim. Siluk era and safe. That the air of the bleak wolf, the infinite light, was completely removed. And the diminishing of the light. And even in the diminished, even in the, uh, there remains a reshem, an impression from the infinite light. We could say this is the, the infinite light within Chochmah. And this is the Kav, it reveals the concealed. Compared to the root of the energies, but Yashmayan, Yashmayan, like Abba Inception is Talik. But it's Yashmayan, like a new thing compared to the infinite light that was removed. Venisha Rakresham Ba'akav. And left only a impression in the Kav. Well, the Fizeh Yitzhak Gam the Shitazu, and according to this, it's also understood, it makes sense, Yitzhak will also be reconciled, will also make Yitzhak justified. According to this opinion, that the Kav has the power to bind and combine, unite, because of the impression of the infinite light within it. And then we'll go back and we'll learn the end of the Mimer. Now the bottom line I will say this before, uh, is that in the beginning of this whole discussion, he's talking about the Kav. It's all about the Kav. The only reason he went to discuss what's going on before the Tzimtzum is to understand the Kav after the Tzimtzum. So the Kav... We discussed, on one hand, you need a complete concealment in order for the Kav to emerge. He made that very clear. Because the Kav is finite, has finite energies. So, so practically, he was saying, was compared to the containers of Atsilas, they're infinitely distant from the source. Explained that at length. The energies, he said, are not infinitely different. But then he was said, in the energy itself, there's two elements. Compared to their root, the Kav's root, in the ten hidden spheres, that's Gilead Hell. Compared to its root, in, in the energy before the ten hidden spheres, that it's Derech Siluk, Tzimtzum. So this one Tzimtzum that concealed everything before it had many impacts. He didn't speak about the third impact. One impact it has is it conceals the infinite light, even from the root of the ten, of the, of the ten hidden even from the root of the Kav in the ten hidden spheres. Thus, the Kav has an infinite connection, an infinitely distant connection. It concealed, diminished the light in the hidden spheres. So you could have the revelation of one sphere at a time. That, compared to that, the Kav is a revelation of Gilead Helam, and not infinitely distant. And then there's, of course, the Siluk that caused that the container should be able to emerge. As you said earlier, that the primary role of the Tzimtzum Arishan was for the containers. But now we've also learned that also the energy needs a fundamental concealment because of the era bligvul. Now, of course, according to the opinion that the kav is bligvul, the not opinion not here. The question is, is there a, is there a silik also in the era bligvul for the kav? 
Because you could say the Kav doesn't need it. The Kav can be connected to the infinite light. Because it's not finite. It's not rooted in the finite. In Shere it's rooted in the Bligvul. It doesn't discuss that here. That's another discussion. But here, according to this opinion, he's explaining how the Kav has... No, I'm asking the question the other way around. Here he explains how the Kav can also combine because the Kav has a Reshem, as an impression of the Bligvul. But what about the, according to the opinion that the Kav is Bligvul? How is it really impacted by the Rishima? It's so It's infinite. And the Rishima does impact it. And do you need a Tzimtzum? But there are Siluk also in the Bligvul compared to the Kav. Because the Kav then is rooted in the Eren Sof Lifnei Had Tzimtzum. In the Bligvul. And according to that, you have to say, according to the Pardis, that the, the head and spheres is really the root of the containers. But there you could argue that you need a symptom For sure you need a Siluk. Because the air is Bligvul, you definitely need a Siluk. Because there's no way that this Kav could emerge as a Kav if it didn't go through a, a, a profound symptom. Okay, that, that's discussed elsewhere. I'm just speculating some of the ideas here. So this, if we finish chapter 28, and uh, pages, uh, let's see here, 44 and 45.